welcome to Dr. Warwick's podcast channel. Warwick is a practicing cardiologist and author with a passion for improving care by helping patients understand their heart health through education. Warwick believes educated patients get the best health care. Discover and understand the latest approaches and technology in heart care and how this might apply to you or someone you love. Hi, my name is Dr. Warwick Bishop and welcome to my podcast and videocast station and today I'm delighted to have as a guest Dr. V all the way from North Carolina, United States of America. We're doing this live in two different time zones. Dr. V has about 20 years experience in OBGYN and is passionate about making a real difference by holistic, engaged medicine and helping women through obviously their unique needs. Dr. V, thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Look, so am I. And uh, before we go any further, what I'd really like to do is give some of my listeners a little bit of background about you and how you've got to where you are in your career. And obviously, I think you could do a better job of sharing that detail than I could. So a bit of a potted story of how you've um, really ended up to where you are today, Dr. V. Thanks. Absolutely. So again, thank you for having me and uh, talking with you about uh, heart health or any um, broad issue that affects women is my joy. I finished residency, I practiced in private practice. And what I realized is that a lot of my patients were healthy. They're young, um, they don't have chronic disease, uh, but their lifestyle um, puts them at risk. So a lot of patients were obese or there was a lot of uh, mental health, depression, anxiety. Uh, and so I learned about something called lifestyle medicine. Lifestyle medicine is actually a specialty now of medicine. And it, it helps patients use their lifestyle to treat or prevent uh, chronic diseases. And so I said, you know, there are lots of doctors that can do a pap smear and deliver a baby. And we don't have enough um, physicians that are dedicated to really empowering women um, on how to, to use their diet, to use their um, exercise and sleep and all of these good things that, to, that will contribute to their health. So I have pivoted um, and I find that patients now, 2022, are very excited about getting off medications, about learning how they can um, kind of take the reins of their health. Look, uh, Dr. V, I, I can tell you I completely resonate with what you're uh, talking about. I'm so passionate about that preventative space. And uh, when I listened to your uh, some of your videos on your website, I was before we had the chance to speak today, I knew that we would connect over this passion to sort of help people keep well not wait until they're unwell and then try and patch exactly. things up so exactly. i'm going to make a couple of quick comments first of all can you just uh for my listeners uh tell us your website so that they can go and have a little bit more of a look about your background and i know your story is a bit longer than that and they may want to listen to that and some of your other information so uh, yeah. give us give us that web address but before you do 
one of the analogies I use with people around exactly what you're talking about is that we as doctors are a little bit like the mechanic for your car. We can look after the timing. We can look after the brakes, the clutch, et cetera, et cetera. But what you're talking about is really educating people not just to have that safe car, but then drive properly. And together those things give people the best journey. And that driving properly is looking after themselves, spiritually being well, recognising stress, recognizing eating habits, recognizing ideal weight, et cetera, et cetera. So I often use that car analogy, it works for me. But as I ask, can you please help me with your <laughs> web address uh, for me okay. for the people listening? So real quickly, I will steal that analogy. That's perfect. <laughs> I'm taking that. Um, so my website is officevisitswithdrv.com, officevisitswithdrv.com. Dot com and my podcast is um is the same name office visits with dr b fantastic look we've got a little bit of an introduction out of the way uh there's no question that um the people listening will realize that we're on that same page as wanting to be proactive about health and i want to swing around to one of the areas that's really become prominent in recent time and that is recognizing the cardiovascular risk associated with women who go through pregnancy and run through problems like high blood pressure, protein urea, preeclampsia, low birth weight. This is becoming a really important area. I'd love your thoughts on that. Well, for me as an OBGYN, it's always been a big area. Um, it's something that over the years I've seen occur more. So we have conditions like preeclampsia. Um, we used to call it toxemia several years ago uh, in America. And it's basically where the pregnancy causes the woman's blood pressure to go up, but it also affects the liver and the kidneys. And when it affects the kidneys, it has the women spill a lot of protein. So we have proteinuria. Um, this can happen at any time. It can happen during the pregnancy, um, during delivery, or postpartum. And so the women who are more at risk are women who are obese, who have a history of high blood pressure or kidney disease coming into the pregnancy. African-American women are um, more likely to have it. Um, but again, I've seen it in all races. The other thing is, is, and this one's always been uh, interesting to me, is the extremes of age. So we've got really, really young women getting it, or we have really older women, so our 40s and above. Um, and so that is something that we look out for. That's why we check blood pressure and we check urine at every single obstetric visit um, to look for that, um, because at its worst, it can be life-threatening. Uh, if a woman has preeclampsia during pregnancy, after she has completed the pregnancy, her risk of having um, high blood pressure um, throughout her life increases. Look, from a perspective of a humble cardiologist who doesn't understand the processes of proteinuria, preeclampsia, is there much understanding about what drives this? And I'm fascinated to hear that, you know, the different age, people at different ends of the age spectrum yeah. may be impacted. Yeah. Yeah, can you speak to the uh, what may cause this, the so-called etiology or underlying factors? 
Right. So actually, I cannot. Um, the joke in OBGYN is there's a plaque somewhere um, for the person who discovers what, what causes preeclampsia. Um, we do think that um, there is something in the placenta uh, that contributes to it um, because we see that women who've had it with one partner can switch partners and then not have preeclampsia. But I will tell you, um, as I have seen um, the health of women decrease coming into pregnancy, and as we're having older women have um, to, to conceive, we are seeing more and more of it. So I definitely think um, that your the condition of your cardiovascular system coming into pregnancy, um, your body weight um, has a lot to do um, with how you um, proceed through the pregnancy. So one of the things that's certainly been discussed at the meetings I'm attending in that preventative space is identifying these women who, when they're having their children in their 20s, 30s, or even early 40s, are probably very low risk for cardiovascular disease at that time, but they carry a substantial premature increased risk compared to other women uh, who right. may not have gone through the same complications in pregnancy. How do right. you... Um, have that conversation? How do you think about follow-up for those women in that space? And, and this is really important for anyone who's listening who may have had blood pressure of pregnancy, proteinuria, or preeclampsia during pregnancy. So let me just stress that I'm an obstetrician and a gynecologist. And so on the gynecology side, we have an obligation to tell women of childbearing age to prepare for pregnancy. So making sure you're exercising, making sure your diet is as clean as possible so that you can reduce that risk coming into pregnancy. So that is something that you should speak to your OBGYN about if you wish to conceive or if you have conceived and you're gonna be thinking of a pregnancy. So yes, so absolutely. The things that happen in pregnancy raise the risk afterwards. So. I like to say we are never the same after we have our children. <laughs> we're never the same physically and we're never the same physiologically. Uh, so yeah, so like if you get just gestational diabetes, your risk of having diabetes later on in life is increased. It's almost like it preps your body. And as you say, it, it puts you at risk for it. And so the same thing that we say for everybody, you really have to be on top of your um, cardiovascular health and getting as close to your ideal body weight. I strongly, strongly push breastfeeding for women. Um, and I, I say, just be selfish, breastfeed until you get back down to your ideal body weight um, because breastfeeding can, um, can burn up to 800 calories a day. Wow. Um, and so that is, that is the body's way physiologically of helping you get back to your body weight. The other thing that we have to realize is that older women are obese. Older women are grandmas who've had three kids and four kids, they're obese. And usually what we see is that you might gain 30 pounds during the pregnancy and you lose maybe 20. So mm. you have 10 going forward. Then you have another pregnancy. Now you got two kids, you're tired. You've gained another 30 pounds and you don't lose all of that weight potentially. And so through the years, you're adding on with every pregnancy. So just really uh, hitting home about lifestyle is extremely important. 
Look, one of the questions that um, just popped into my mind as I was listening is, is there a family predisposition for uh, these sort of uh, complications of pregnancy? As we would see, you know, family predisposition to coronary disease, for example. Do do you see familial clusters for blood pressure, proteinuria and eclampsia around pregnancy? Yeah, so the, the proteinuria I don't see as an isolated event, but absolutely the, the, the hypertension that leads to the proteinuria and the kidney disease and the diabetes that can occur, we can see that as a cluster in families, but that was those are the people at risk anyway. So if you have a family member, a first degree relative who already has that particular disorder, then you're at increased risk. So yeah, absolutely, that does contribute. And when uh, an individual, when a, 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 a mother has I been identified with, for example, eclampsia or blood pressure pregnancy, does that resolve fairly quickly with delivery of the child? Is that something that is uh, a, a rapid uh, fix? Is you said the placenta may well be implicated is removing that placenta a quick fix or or does it take a while for it to all resolve how does that work Dr V yes absolutely the delivery is the treatment um, you can definitely get this prior to to your due date so we can see it before the baby's ready to be born at a full term and so we are doing a really good job of being able to surveil women who are early second trimester or not early second trimester, who are in the late second trimester or third trimester who have developed um, these issues. But what I will say is that at some point we have to take into account the life of the mother. So the blood pressure can get extremely high. We're talking 200s over one teens. And ultimately there's preeclampsia, preeclampsia, eclampsia seizures. Um, and we never want that to happen. And so we're very aggressive. If we can't control the preeclampsia, then the baby has to be delivered. And sometimes if that's, you know, 26 weeks, 27 weeks, then that is just what has to happen because we preserve the mom's life over um, the baby's life. Because um, if we lose mom, we can lose baby, right? Um, so absolutely, it varies in case by case. Obviously, if you have a patient who has a lot of risk factors um, for a particular disease, um, if they have a history of high blood pressure, it's harder to get their blood pressure back down after they've delivered. And so it's not uncommon for women to be on um, antihypertensives postpartum. Um, and some women will have to be on it for a few weeks and they come off and then others might have to stay on it. Um, and see their primary care doctor. I usually say if you're still requiring uh, medication to control your blood pressure um, at three months, then uh, we consider that chronic high blood pressure. Yep. And you'd have to see your primary care doctor to manage that further. Look, uh, we might wrap up in this space, but before we do, when you encounter these women who've had these uh, perinatal problems, do you have a particular conversation or spiel you share with them about their future potential cardiovascular risk and how they should consider being followed up in that space? Absolutely. Uh, so 
especially when we've had outcomes that we're um, are less than optimal. At the end of the pregnancy, it's very important to wrap that up and to say, how do we prevent this going forward? And so, you know, just like we say, okay, you have diabetes, we're going to follow up on that. Um, definitely say you're going to have to watch your blood pressure. Um, and for every woman, you know, definitely try to breastfeed and definitely try to exercise. Um, I will tell you women who, who have these issues, especially if we have heart failure, it's extremely scary, extremely mm. scary. And so they have questions as well. And they are actually very motivated to make sure that it doesn't happen again. Because again, we're sometimes talking about a baby being born prematurely because mm. of it. Um, and so, yeah, keeping up with your wellness exams with your primary care. Uh, some women, I don't know if it's like this where you live, but they only see the doctor when they get pregnant. And so making sure that you see your primary care doctor, even when you are not pregnant, at least once a year, um, to make sure that we're checking up on these things that will put you at risk during a pregnancy is extremely important. Look, I think we'll wrap up this particular episode here. It's been fantastic to share. Uh, I think the take-home messages are if you're planning on pregnancy, then be proactive. Check in with your local doctor and potentially even with your uh, OBGYN to make sure that everything's okay. And if everything's not okay, then you've got a plan to understand if some of these things, some of these complications of pregnancy occur, that there may be a requirement for ongoing follow-up. And there are some really valuable hints and tips in there around uh, eating, diet, exercise, and even breastfeeding around that time of delivery and returning to good health. It's been a pleasure sharing with you. Thanks so much, Dr. V. Thank you, Warwick. I appreciate it. Look, I'll wrap up there. I hope uh, those listening found this as informative uh, and enjoyable as I did. If you've got any queries or questions, drop us a note at uh, info at drwarwickbishop.com. Otherwise, till next time, I wish you the very best. Live as well as possible for as long as possible. Take care and bye for now. You've been listening to another podcast from Dr. Warwick. Visit his website at drwarwickbishop.com for the latest news on heart disease. If you love this podcast, feel free to leave us a review. 